Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. TuneIn Premium has all the radio you want for $7.99 a month. That's all the radio you want for $7.99 a month. That means every single Major League Baseball game, every single NFL game, the most massive collection of commercial-free radio stations in the world, over 5.5 million podcasts, and unlimited access to 40,000 audiobooks. Download the TuneIn Radio app for a free 7-day trial of TuneIn Premium. Tune in premium, boundless audio. All right, all right. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast, and we're coming in hot live from the gloom tomb. I'm in here with my man G Moody. What up, what up? And we're all over the place. Yo, because I was offended, G Moody. Oh, shit. I was offended. Now, I don't want to say I was offended, but the next time they do a list of best hip hop podcasts, I want us mentioned. And, 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 and what I mean by that is, well, we don't talk about hip-hop all the time, but we're a hip-hop podcast. Hell yeah. So even if we're talking about white girl syndrome, uh, we're doing a wig of please segment. Sick fuck of the week. Sick fuck of the week. De Niro line of the week. It's all coming from a hip-hop spirit. Therefore, when there's the next list of best hip-hop podcasts... Consider using the I Am Rappaport podcast. Yes. So before we started 
rocking today. Me and G Moody live from the New York City Gloom Tomb. I was playing a song that we've talked about on here before. Heartbeat by the Treacherous Three. People are like, oh, you're on your old shit. Yeah, you fuck. If, 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 if there was a podcast about Dizzy Gillespie doing his version of What a Wonderful World, wouldn't you find it interesting? Well, this is the same thing. Yeah. We're going to, yo. If there yeah. was a podcast on Louis Armstrong's version of What a Wonderful World, you'd want to listen. So this is a section of the podcast on the Treacherous Three heartbeat. So I was rocking the shit before we started, and, and this song Heartbeat came out in 1981. Cool Moe D, L.A. Sunshine, and Special K. Mm-hmm. The Treacherous Three. They didn't have many songs, but the shit they had. Hall of Famers. These are Hall of Famers. Yo. Those, I, those are Hall of Famers. I, I know nothing about why that group broke up. I know nothing about it, but that's a fucking documentary to me. Because even the story, the time, like, we got, I, I have to figure out a way. It can't just be a fucking feature film. I, I, my, my dream project, this is my dream project, I'm saying it to you first, right. is to do 12, a 12-part 12 series, one a month, on different hip-hop groups. Mm-hmm. An hour long for HBO. So right. some could be a, a 55 minutes, some could be 42 minutes. So we go Treacherous 3. That's number one. Just like the 30 for 30, but we do our own shit. You, for hip hop. Right, exactly. All right, so I'm saying Treacherous 3. Who would you want second? Like, so if you said, Mike, we could do a, a, a documentary on anyone, who would be second? So my first name into the hat is a documentary for HBO or whoever's smart enough to get down with this. PZB Kumo D Battle. Just that. The Busy B Cool Mo D Battle, which I've talked about right. doing as a short film. Exactly. And that was inspired when we had T-Ski Valley on the I Am Rappaport podcast. And I've actually talked to one of the dudes in ASAP, them ASAP dudes, ASAP 12 e whose cousin or whatever, I don't know, he has some... In, he has some link lineage to Cool Mo D. Like, these dudes are younger than us. Wow. Mo D's like probably 50. Yeah. This dude ASAP 12 12 from that ASAP mob. Right. I went to Martin Luther King High School with his his aunt. Damn. Like I was like, damn, you made me feel like yeah, shit. Fucking like we George Burns in the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. He made me ASAP 12. This is a shout out to that's my man. Yeah, shout out to that. He brother. he fucking made me feel like shit. He said, You went to Martin Luther King High School, my aunt. And I was like, because these guys are like 20 something. Yeah, as time goes. Son. I felt like a piece of shit. Shit. But so so those young dudes in Harlem, Harlem is a small place. If if you know if you don't know Harlem, like if you think about it, Harlem is not a big area. So Mm-mm. everybody kind of knows each other. Everybody if you're if you're there for years, like you're gonna have family, you're gonna know people in Drew Hamilton, St. Nick Projects, mm-hmm. there's people on 112th Street, 120th Street, 39th Street, 40th, 8th yep. Avenue, yep. 7th. You're gonna know it's a small yeah. neighborhood. Yep. Anyway, I'm digressing. But but Harlem has it should be it's so much a part of hip hop. The Bronx, Harlem, that whole uptown shit. Not that everything else wouldn't be. I'm just rambling. Anyway, so this song Heartbeat. I received this record. I'm going to give you a little history about this. I received this record. My father brought this record home in 1981 from WKTU Disco 92. My father was the program manager. Sorry, he gets mad when I say that. The general manager of the first radio station in New York City to play disco music. 
which then turned into one of the first radio stations in New York City to play rap music before the, the people at the radio station knew the difference between rap, hip hop, and, and, and all of it. Yep. We, my father brought home a record called the uh, brought home uh, Sugar Hill Gang promotional copy, and he said, "This is rap music. It's going to be the next big thing." Yep. And he handed me a giant. What I field, saw it. The, the promotional yeah, copy. Yeah, for you saw it. The orange. I saw it in your closet. It's still yeah. there. We need to fucking go over there and get that from get my that. dad. Get that. All right, so 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 I got that record first. It had the fifteen minute version, or was it a twenty minute version of Rappers of Light? Fifteen. Fifteen and then like a six minute version. Yep. That's all that was on the record. Yep. Then I got I think the next record I got was a compilation record, like a two record compilation record. Can you believe they don't even fucking have those? I think it was two records. It might have just been one record of all Sugar Hill Gang records. Right. So it was like, wasn't Grandmaster Flash and the Furious? Were they Sugar Hill Gang? Yeah, it was on that label. Right. And uh, who were the girls? Shit, damn. I got to look up that record. Right, right. There was a bunch of people on there. And, and then probably the third or f- fourth or fifth record I got was this Treacherous 3 record. Right. So well, I've had this record, yo. Since before? 81. Yeah, yeah. And I've lived with this record, and I've lived with this song, Heartbeat. And it was Tanya Gardner. There's a song, right? Tanya Gardner, Feel the Heartbeat. Right. Look the shit up. Listen to the listen to it in the background while you're listening to this I am rap report. This 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 goes out to Tanya Gardner. Hell yeah. So she had a song called Heartbeat. Right. And they flipped that. They flipped that. Live one of the drummer. first flips. Yeah. Live drummer. So if you listen to Heartbeat and then you go listen to Feel the Heartbeat by the Treacherous D, if you've never heard it, yo, you're gonna be like, yo, that is that shit. Of yo, course. this is as good as any fucking yo, I'm gonna say it right now. Tanya Gardner. The heart, heartbeat and Treacherous Three's Feel the Heartbeat are as good as any Rolling Stone song you could come up with. That shit is classic American music. Yes. Straight the fuck up. No question about it. So I, me and G. Moody were just, we, G. Moody was listening to an old episode of the Iron Rapport podcast for one specific note. Yeah. Not fact checking. Fuck, do we look like we're fact checking there? No, nah, we don't do that, B. And I was listening to Feel the Heartbeat by the Treacherous Three on my Sonos player, which I fucking love my Sonos player. If you don't have, I, they're not an, a sponsor of the Iron Rapport Podcast, but it's not all about fucking dollars and cents, G. Moody. Good products. I fucking love my Sonos. And a, the Sonos takes all my shit, my phone, my iTunes library, Apple Music, Songza, fucking Sirius, uh... All that shit. All your media. All, all your music. All your fucking music. And it plays it out of one thing. Out of one device. I fucking... I fuck with Sanos music. Hard body karate. Ingenious. There's no sponsorship. Ingenious. I'm just doing it because I fuck with them. I like them. So I was blasting a mixtape. Really, really good mixtape, which we're going to talk about. Yo, go on the internet and look up Rub Radio. Do yourself a favor, people. Yes. Go on the internet and look up Rub Radio. I think it's rubradio.com. They have a set of the best ofs. I hope I'm not blowing them up like I shouldn't be telling, but it's on the internet. Let's see here. The best ofs from 1979 to, I think, 2005. Right. 
So they have 79, 80, 81. It's in chronological order. And the thing that I like about that is because you forget like, oh, shit, this yep. song came out that year. Yep. Oh, shit. that You could listen to everything from 93, everything from 95, everything yep. from 84. And you just like hear the way that the music changed. It's really a fucking great thing. Rubradio.com. Awesome so shit. We were listening to 1981 because we were fucking just rocking that old shit in here. That Spoonie G. That classic shit. Yo. And the, the first song in the best of 1981 is Feel the Heartbeat by the Treacherous Three. That's right. And I, and I, and I decided to look up the lyrics to it. Because they never had the lyrics for these fucking records. Uh-uh. uh-uh. It they, wasn't like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a fucking Neil Young record where the lyrics were in the liner notes. No. You got to listen. You got to f- listen to the lyrics. But the way they rocking and they flowing over that beat. You don't pay attention to the lyrics because the rhythm, they so much in the pocket of the rhythm. They're like one, the voices and the drummer. I love that you said that. See, see, G, yo, G Moody, you, I'm telling you, face me, you need to start breaking down the music more. I will, man. See, you guys, if you, you, G Moody, a.k.a. the Black Ed McMahon, uh, a.k.a. The, uh, the Black Wolfman Jack today because we're doing radio, radio shit. Yes. Um, that's good. The Black, was, was Wolfman Jack black? Nah. He was something, though. He looked like he was something. Anyway, yeah. let's stay focused. Let's stay focused. I'm sorry, G. Moody. Go ahead, bro. G. Moody knows a lot about music, but he just, just from fucking with it, being a fan of it. Loving it. So you have to love it. Love music. Premier loves music. I love this about G. Moody. P-Rock loves music. Dr. Speak Dre on. loves music. You listen to the records that you sample... Just because you love music. Which brings me to what, what do you, the first scene, the very first scene in NWA. Yeah. The very first time you see Dr. Dre, what do you see him doing? Headphones, surrounded by albums, listening to music. That's a love. That's the very first, yo, they talk about the Easy e shit and all the beeps in the movie. Yo, there's a reason why, and if you don't think that it was thought out and, and, and figured out, there's a reason why the opening scene of Straight Outta Compton shows Dr. Dre, who was the musician of the group, along with Ice Cube, who, who, who was also the musician of the group, right. but he was more the MC and Dre was the beat. They were, they were the fucking, the musicians of the group. They composed the music? Based on the film. Right, right. You know, I, I, Yella obviously had something to do with it, and of course, Ren was sick, and we, you saw the story, but as far as like the, the, the fucking producer, Dre, the first time you see him and the first thing you hear is that Roy Ayer shit and he's surrounded by music that he loved. And that shows, the image shows you that this kid just is, is uh, he fantasizes, he loves music. Before anything. Right. That's, that's, Before that's the foundation. Like as a child, he loved that shit. That's the, that's the foundation of the music. You, you fucking MCs and rappers and beat, think about if you really love this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Think about if you love, love, love it like that. I, I'm so glad. I didn't even think that. Like that. We just, I just started thinking that because you said you love it. And G Moody, you're not even like a fucking. Uh, yeah. You just, you're just a fan. You I love. love when, when, when I was fucking got a hold of this hip hop shit, I used to look on the back of the fucking uh, tapes to see what record that was that they sampled. See, that's right. the love. Because I want to get that album. Right. I want to listen to that album. Right. And where did you get the album? Like, right. You weren't making beats. I wasn't making beats. I just love music. From your father's record collection. Jazz, funk, soul. And then 
If you love music, you're going into the basements of people's apartment begging for their record collection. Do you want this? You find records on the street. Right. You pick them up and you listen. Right. Because you love music. This makes me want to watch Beach Rhymes in Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. This makes me want to watch great hip-hop documentaries. Q-tip. You see, right? <laughs> Yo, you see Q-tip, right? You see him when he's with those records. Go to. I'm not blowing my own horn. Watch what? Beach Rhymes in Life. The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. Watch the scene with Q-Tip with those records. It's like if you see Steph Curry dribbling, dribbling exactly. a ball. Large pros like that. Yo, if you see Beat Large nuts. Professor, Juju from the Beat Nuts, the Beat Nuts, fucking Large Pro. And so many. Marley Mall. If you see them handling records, it's literally how you know how you see Steph Curry warming, warming up before the games. Yep. It's the same fucking thing. Right. That's good shit we just came up with. Absolutely, man. You know how you see Larry Bird shooting around? It's just ice water or Chris Mullen. It's water. It's all going in. Yo, that's what it's like if you see Q-Tip. If you see any of these producers, there's so fucking many. Like, scratch. Yeah, but yo, the thing about it is they love records. They love music. They love records. And then what they do is completely change. They flip it. Right? That's the art. It ain't just looping shit. No, man. It's changing the fucking record. It's turning it into a fucking collage. Exactly. Public Enemy, Bomb Squad, Shockley. There's so many. Right. So many great producers. That's the point. So many great... I know we forgot fucking Mugs. Oh, yeah. We forgot Cypress, a lot of yo, But we, we include all of y'all. We, y'all yeah, know who the fuck we're, y'all are. We're, we're not in our right mind. And we're, we're not, we're not fact-checking. And yeah. also... That wasn't the point of the podcast. We'll do a whole producer thing another time because I know I forgot tons of people. But I was going over this record that I've been listening to. I had the record so I could replay it and replay it. So I didn't just have it on tape. I had the record. And this is in 1981. I'm 11 years old. There's no fucking TV shows. There's no phones. There's not much to do in the house. So if you have, you have like my nine records. I have like my Rocky record, my fucking... My, my Saturday Night Fever record. Right. I have like a Tavares record. I don't have a lot of records. Right. I, don't, yeah. I don't have a lot of records. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I didn't have a big record. My father had a good record collection. My mother had a really good record Hell collection. Hell yeah. I saw her. She had some Isley Brothers up in June, Pennsylvania. June Brody had a nice record <laughs> collection. <laughs> I tried to get one of them motherfuckers. What? The Take Isley one of, Brothers. Yeah, she said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so this song... I'm just trying to articulate how many years I've been listening to the song. And, and so I just was looking at the, the, the lyrics. And, and, and if you got the... I, I wish we could play this shit. See, I, we need to get hooked up with a fucking thing where we could play this shit. But right now, you could turn this fucking record on. But Cool Mo D's rhyme that I've been saying wrong for... <laughs> since it came out. How many years is that? 81. How many years ago is that? It's like, I don't know, 30-something years? That's 34 years I've been saying the record wrong. Yeah. That's fucked up. Right. But he freaked that. That's, yo, that's, that's fucked up. I've been listening to this record for 31 years. That's, fu- it's dope. And I, some people are like, wow. But I'm like, yo, I'm fucking 45 years old. That's fucked up. I've been listening to this record for 31 years. And I'll go over my man's rhyme. Yeah, please do. And I never knew it. And I'm going to do this shit. Because they're like, yo, so, yo, he said, apt to adapt to any hand clap. I can change my rap at a finger snap. Mm. With the slip of a lip, I could move your hip on an ego trip. 
ain't that a blip? Going up and down, I'm the talk of the town. I'm world renowned and I'm an MC crown. Yo, and you're like, yo, what is that? If you hear him on the beat. Yeah, listen to the record. How he got rocking. on the back of the drum on yeah. that. So he said, apt to adapt to Andy hand yeah. clap. Right there, I right. was like, oh, shit. Him and the drummers won. Yo, he said, apt to adapt <laughs> to Andy hand clap. I'm just saying this now because I, j- I didn't right. know what the fuck I was saying. I was like, I thought he used to say, bap to bap to Andy hand clap. I didn't even, th- right. I thought he was like some fucking ski baba doobie doo shit. <laughs> Yo. That's how fucking, yo, he's so in the drum. Yeah, he's in that pocket. There's a pocket. James Brown described that. There's a pocket of rhythm where where the musician's in the pocket. It sounds like one. And Kubo D's in the pocket of that shit. I'm going to rock that shit again. He said, apt to adapt to any hand clap. I could change my rap at a finger snap. With the slip of a lip, I can move your hip. On an ego trip, ain't that a blip? Going up and down, I'm the talk of the town. I'm world-renowned with an MC crown. Get loose, get loose, special K, get loose. Just rock hard beat, show them you got juice. Have fun. Have fun. Have, have, have fun. 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 Have fun. Not kill anyone. Keep it, keep, break it down, G Moody. It's it's that those songs, those those early hip hop songs. It's about having fun, yo. It's about uh, enjoying shit. It's a party, you know what I mean? MCs have contests. Cold Crush Brothers, fantastic, right? It's a contest. It's rapping. Who got the best show? Who got the best rhymes? They didn't get no fucking a shootout. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. And what's the motto? Have. Have, have fun. What's the model? What do you mean? Peace, unity, love, and having fun. Yo. That's the hip-hop credo. That's the credo. Yo. The original. This isn't a hip-hop podcast? G. Moody, you're breaking it the fuck down. That's what the fuck I want to hear you do. That's right. It's not all tits and ass, G. Moody. It's not all fucking tits and ass. It's not all playtime. And fucking pork chops. Oxtails. Okay? It's not all fucking oxtails over here. Give the people your shit. Peace. Unity. Peace. Unity. Love. love and and having having fun. fun. Okay. Special K, I'm uh, not a doctor and I'm going to prescribe. Going to rock seven to five. Going to rock your whole tribe. I'm traditional custom. When I'm in the place, something dancing for joy no matter what your rate I'm a, like a reoccur- I'm like a reoccurring Riddler. All I am is a man. I never yeah, knew this. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I never. I'm knew like you said a that. reoccurring Riddler. All I am is a man. Let's a well-known brand always in demand. So let's rock, huh? Let's f- feel the heat as I rap to the rhythm of the sound of heartbeat. I- I'm so- yo, listen. This is the Iron Rapport podcast. I-, I don't know what to say. You need to listen to that song. People need to revisit. Hip-hop. Revisit that. Revisit all of it. Right. You can like the shit now. But you have, like, you, you, you can't just like the shit now. Yeah. Revisit it. You listen to old rock and roll. You listen to Led Zeppelin. Why won't you listen I to... I do. <laughs> I do. Right. You can like new rock and roll, but you don't want to know where it came from. Right. And then if you want to know where Led Zeppelin came from, you don't want to know that that came from blues. Don't blues. you want to keep exploring it or you just want to listen to dog shit? Yeah. Techno fucking piss. Is that what you want to do? 
You want to fry your fucking brains with that fucking danceateria music? That fucking EDM? It's going to give me a fucking heart attack. Give me your fucking speakers. I'll break your fucking speakers. You play that fucking EDM shit. Turn that fucking shit off. It sounds like a fucking David Buster's in here. That fucking EDM. You're going to make my fucking brain scramble, you cocksucker. <laughs> what the fuck is EDM? That fucking EDM. That electronical oh, shit. Yeah. You're going to scramble my fucking brain. <laughs> ILO, that's Danny ILO listening to the fucking Coachella. I'm not fucking going. You know they wanted me to fucking do a tent. I'm not fucking going to Coachella. They're going to play that bullshit. It's the Iron Rapport podcast. Previewing the 99th, maybe 98th episode. Should we do it to 98? 98. I want to hear this shit, The Danny Aiello episode. All Danny Aiello is coming, people. The great. You have to preface his name. The great Danny Aiello. Telling stories about Robert De Niro. Telling stories about... The Bronx, the, the projects. Bronx. He's in the Marble Hill projects in the Bronx. Yo, this is a real New York guy. Worked with everybody. He's in The Godfather. He tells all the stories about that. 29th Street, Fort Apache, the Bronx. He's an all time great. Yo, Danny Allo's, yo, Eddie Murphy stories, Richard Pryor stories. It's a great episode. I really hope people listen to it. It's coming soon. This is Iron Rapport Podcast. Mac Weldon. I know that Mac Weldon is a New York-based company that lives and breathes New York. I know that they make the best fucking underwear, T-shirts, socks at at MacWeldon.com. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. I got them on. Soft and comfortable and light materials and fabrics you can shop online or use your mobile device. Check it out. You can check out in less than a minute. In and out. Buy your fucking soft, comfortable underwear. I'm wearing some right now. I'm wearing a Mac Weldon t-shirt. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable and look good. It's perfect for the guy going for a run or the guy freaking off. That that actually wasn't what the promo thing said. It was, you know, going for a run or the guy on the run. But that, that also it means awesome. for freaking yeah. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, for 20% off your Mack Weldon underwear, socks, and T-shirts. This is the Iron Rappaport Podcast. What else can I do, man? We're, we're, we're going live here, live and direct from New York. We're flowing and shit. We're flowing and showing and let you know I'll damage you. I'm not a... Yo. Let's keep it hip-hop. What do you, what do you want to break, break into? Fucking, uh... All those early groups, man, that we love, yo... We, on this podcast, we, sh- people try to fucking push, cast these people aside. Right. Talk about how you see dudes in the Bronx. But Gerald lives in the Bronx. He'll see dudes that I just talked about, like legends. Like iconic motherfuckers. I see Melly Mel, Raheem. You see him walking around the Bronx, right? Like it's nothing. Slick Rick, because it's like fucking, the Bronx is hip-hop's grand sl- old you Opry. You, damn, that's cr- Break it down, The G. Bronx is the altar of hip-hop. It's like, when you're there, 
walking around, and you, you know, I'm not expecting to see anyone because I'm from Brooklyn, and you'd be like, yo, that's fucking, but it's the grand old Opry of hip-hop music. It yo. was created there. The park jams, all the, like that whole culture, the clothing. And they're still alive. That's the thing that needs to really be taken advantage of is that these dudes are still alive. And they created this art form out of thin air with nothing. When New York City was basically bankrupt. Mm. Right? And they created, the Bronx was like fucking work, like Germany, like bombed the fuck out. Right. And these guys created shit and, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. And, 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 you know, in the Bronx and Brooklyn was doing their thing and all this. Brooklyn wasn't like what it appears like in Girls. No. It wasn't even what it appeared, you know, in the 70s, Bed-Stuy. Canarsie, Brownsville, Flatbush. Bushwick. Yeah. All that, all that Williamsburg shit. You wouldn't, Williamsburg was a, you wouldn't be able to walk through there. There wasn't that Lena Dunham shit going on. There was no hipster shit. I mean, hip-hop trickled down to the boroughs, you know? I seen it done outside in 77. Mm-hmm. With your own eyes. In- my own eyes. It's a jam in the park in my projects. You saw that shit. Cats bring out the turntables, hook up the turntables to the light. You saw that. I saw it. I saw the mixing. I saw the crates of records. And I stood in front of the rope and was in awe. It was no rappers. It just motherfuckers <clears throat> mixing records, mixing breaks. Right. In, in Brooklyn, it was basically a lot more disco. In the Bronx, it was cats cutting the breaks. Which are... Uh, Bouncy Lady by Pleasure um, James Brown All his breaks Fucking uh, Roy Ayers breaks Billy Squire uh, Rock records Right Breaks in them and Any- Which brings me to Which brings me to A point we brought up before If you have a hip hop Radio station There's so called Hip hop radio station Why don't you play everything Word I always thought that Why we don't hear breaks It's hip hop culture right If you go to Bronx and they have a jam, they playing all them breaks in a set. But when you have an old school jazz station, they're playing everything. Yo, all the electric jazz, the good, the Dixieland, the, the, the blue note, the 60s, the swing. Yep. You but the hip hop radio stations, they just play shit. And then every now and then, fucking, they, they let somebody come up there and do some more of these odd hours and shit. Every hip-hop radio station in every state that plays any kind of hip-hop music, whether it's new, old, southern, they should always go back to playing the regular shit. At, like, it shouldn't just be... These people need to know. They need to re-educate and continue to educate themselves. I don't know everything about this shit. G. Moody doesn't know everything. You can't know everything about this shit. Right. It's an ongoing... Yo... But I heard somebody say, I know everything about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're an expert. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But you're right. They should play, if it's hip-hop culture, and it's like, they always uh, bang their chest. Like, yeah, this is the way we play hip-hop. Well, why are we not hearing no breaks either? Right. You need to play. It's a jam. Right? Hip-hop is a jam. Right. They play all kind of music. There's no... You, you can hear uh, the monkeys. You can hear the fucking... Uh, Beatles. Right. Right? You can hear everything. So I want to hear that shit on the radio. Play the breaks. I want to hear that James. Sh- right. Idris Muhammad. Everything. Lonnie Liston Smith. All of it. 
Every fucking thing. Jerry Mulligan, all kind of records. Sesame Street, Electric Company. If it got a break, Star Wars. Right. Miko. Right. If it got a break, they can freak it. This is what the fuck I'm talking about, G. Moody. We don't get none of that. We don't hear any of that shit. Like 97.1. Get the Hot fuck 97. out of here, yo. Get the fuck out of here with that. It's, you know what it is? When I came up, Mr. Magic, mm. Hank Love, DNA, right? And the D, uh, Hank Love Show. Right. 89.1, P. Fine, Marley Ball, Kevy Kev, Red Alert, Chuck Chillout. Teddy Ted, Special K. Right. I went to sleep with the shit in my ears. It wasn't on the radio. It was in the streets. Right. And remember we had Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh tape. Yo, when, we, when, we, when, when Gerald got, yo, when you got a hold of those fucking tapes, he had the Slick Rick, Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh, the show live. <laughs> the live shit before, <laughs> before it was on a record. Yo, you think that <laughs> internet now is crazy? That was the fucking shit right yep. there. You would chase that shit down. Can I borrow it? Can I borrow it? Can yeah. I borrow it? I remember there was a shit in 84, 85, rock, um, uh, Veronica, Veronica by the, the Boogie, Boogie Boy. Boys. Yo. Do, 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 or the Bad Boys, one of them, yeah. Do, 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 do. Buh, buh, buh. Yeah, do, remember do, that? Do, 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 do. Dig it, Yo, the tape for that was as, as valuable as anything that I had. It was like, a <laughs> yo, just to have that one song, I was like, oh, shit. Yo. This episode... Of the Iron Rapport podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building a dope ass website today at squarespace.com. Yes. G Moody is in the process of building the Gerald Moody, the G Moody website. That's right. G Monetti Space. It's going to happen this week. And, it, and he's been on Squarespace. And if you go to Squarespace and you enter the promo code Rapport at checkout, you get 10% off. It has state of the art technology. And security and stability so your online information and presence is safe and secure. Yes, it is, man. I you can't figured wait to this do shit it. out. You're designing it now, right? Yo, I'm, I'm hooking it up, man. It's, it, it was, it was, it was challenging. And that shit was like a snap. Millions of people literally use Squarespace. It's just eight bucks a month, and you get your free domain if you sign up for a year. Go to squarespace.com. It's the Iron Rapport podcast coming live. And direct from the gloom tomb in New York City. Yo, we've already been rocking for like 30 minutes uninterrupted, G. Monetti. What I was saying, above the law, we, 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 we tend to forget Midwest cats. Let's not forget. We're going to shout motherfuckers out now. Yo. My man, the, uh, above the law, that first album, 1990, is when I got indoctrinated to that. And that shit's classic. Yo, we're not on that East Coast, West Coast no shit. No one was on that. That was a thing between two guys. This whole East Coast, West right. Coast. It never even called it. It would be LA and New York. It was right. no the whole West right. Coast. Turned into this whole stupid thing for nothing. Above, so silly. Above the law. If you look at the now, if you go to my fucking, my Instagram. Oh, you was on that A couple Black of Superman weeks ago, shit. I was... <laughs> I was listening to Black Superman uh-huh. by Above the Law. It got me out of the car dancing. That, that, I didn't plan that to fucking to do a dance video on my Instagram dancing to Above the Law. But my man Dean Collins came to pick me up. DC. And when he came to pick me up, I was rocking that shit. 
And then I said, pull over. I got to get out of the car and I started dancing. And I danced and I danced and I fucking danced. And then I said, we got to a fucking red light. I said, pull over again. Oh. Because I was hype. So if you look at the now viral 15 second video of me dancing on my Instagram, you could hear in the background above the law, Black Superman. Woo. The last song. Remember that first one with Ren and him on it? Yo, that's a fucking good record. Absolutely. That fucking record is really fucking good. Their first record is fucking, it's a, it's a, it's a forgotten classic. Yep. I think a lot of the production was done by Dre. I don't know. I feel like it. I'm not sure. Right. I, I, I need to check that shit out. And one of the dudes in there, Hutch. Willie Hutch's uh, nephew or some shit like that. Yo, related to the great Willie Hutch. Hell yeah. The great Willie Hutch. <laughs> yo The if, Mac Yo if you don't know Willie Hutch music Go online Just download the Mac Record Pay for it or not I, I, I always pay for it Get it Listen to the fucking soundtrack, soundtrack. Listen to this guy's voice Soul And funk mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Willie Hutch is bad Yo Now who else The West Coast Cats Well I, I, We don't MCA. need to state the, the obvious Dre and, We don't need to state that Compton's most wanted. MC8. Yeah. MC Breed in Detroit. We don't need to talk about Ice Cube. It's, that's a whole yeah. episode. Ghetto Boys, Houston. Scarface. Yo, Scarface is one of the most influential fucking dudes. Yeah. Like, you, 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 you listen to, like, Nas and shit. Like, he's like, yo, Scarface. Jay-Z, Scarface. Yeah, like, yeah. motherfucker, Scarface was, and he's been around. Everybody knows the fucking Ghetto Boys. So they get a shout out. Of course, man. Anyway, anyway, what else, G Moody? Oh, man. Ain't, uh... <sighs> man. You, 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 thank God things are looking good for Lamar Odom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank God he, his brain had to reboot. What, what do you mean? You know, he's been abusing drugs for a long time. Right. And his brain took it upon itself to say, fuck it. <laughs> I am cutting off right. to save myself. Right. And save you. And in turn, that will save you. Your organs may fail for a couple of days, but then I'm going to come back and you're going to get up. Right. And hopefully you'll learn hopefully. a lesson. <laughs> that's good. That's, yo, that's good. G Moody, this I think is your best I Am Rapport podcast. Hey, man, we got a lot of mo. Yo, so break it. So you said so that, that was G Monetti. That was like Richard Pryor shit. Like if, we did, if you did that in a Richard Pryor voice. It would be Richard. It would be Richard Pryor. Yes. That's a good fucking point. He had to Lamar Odom, thank God, his brain... That was like a conversation. The brain said... I have to reboot. I'm shutting You're down You're not going to die, but your fucking kidneys may cut off for a while, but you fuck me up, motherfucker. You fuck me up. <laughs> you fuck me up. Imagine that in a Richard Pryor. Motherfucker, you, you fuck me up. His I'm going to sleep the- now, motherfucker. That'd be like Richard Pryor. Go to sleep, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm in, they're trying to wake me up. And then he's like talking about it in the ambulance. He's like, I'm in the ambulance. Motherfucker's trying to wake me up. And yeah. he said, then they put that good shit on me. Yeah. They put you, they put that good, that Michael Jackson on you. Yeah. That, that's yeah, that, it's rich. That's Richard. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an impression person, but that's the inflection of yeah, it. Yeah. Riches. Richard Pryor would do a great bit on Lamar Odom. Matter of fact, we just did it. We just did it. G Moody did it. That's why G Moody. Okay. 
That's why G. Some people are like, hey, be, who's G. Moody? That's why G. Moody is the Black Ed McMahon, and that's why G. Moody is the co-host with the most of the Iron Rapport podcast because he has brilliance in him. That's good shit, G. Moody. See, yes. some people, if you know G. Moody, be like, yo, that's one of the funniest motherfuckers I know. That's good shit there, G. Moody. This is yes, the I Am Rapport podcast. I don't know, man. We're flowing. We're flowing. Let's keep Yo, it going. We, we never, we, you, sometimes we take breaks. No breaks, B. But, but, but you know, you were asking me, you said to me, yo, when these things get reported, it said, because after, like, Lamar woke up, it was reported that he said, hey, babe. Oh. To Chloe to Kardashian, his estranged ex-wife. And Moody said to me, yo, where do those reports come to? Thinking like I'm a newsman. And then I thought to myself, well, I know enough about, you know, the way reporting and the news. And I have my assumption. My assumption is this, that when, thank God, Lamar Odom woke up. Yes. He came to. Where? There wasn't a lot of people in there. The Kardashians haven't been putting up their daily selfies. Right. They do it every day. All of them. Every day. Every fucking day. They've, they've taken a break from it. They were smart. Uh, we need to run these people out of the country. So if they're all in the room when that happens, the doctor's not going to call the New York Times, Twitter. The doctor's not calling OK Magazine and Us Weekly and saying, right. Lamar Odom. He's, he's saying he's trying to continue to keep this guy alive. Right. That's his job. So somebody had to have called somebody to give some assumption of something. And it ain't Lamar Odom's pops. It's not Lamar Odom's pops. He don't, he don't fucking know any numbers. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so one of the Kardashians people must be articulating that when Lamar Odom woke up, the first thing he said was, hey, hey babe, baby. To Chloe, his estranged ex-wife who... Months ago, now this may, it may or may not be true, and, it, and I'm not here to scrutinize it, because thank God this man it, it, is it's looking on the bright side. But somebody had to report to somebody on Twitter or on fucking CNN or somewhere where this, this story's been covered everywhere because it's a, 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 an athlete, but more importantly because it's an athlete with a Kardashian. Because God forbid something happened to a, an athlete of, of Mr. Odom's status. Do you think it would be covered on CNN? Hell no. You think the... No. The thing that's made this beyond an ESPN and a sports story is the Kardashians. Yeah. And whatever. So the, the point is, is that G. Moody asked me, where do these reports... I don't know. But my assumption is that because a publicist reached out to the owner of... Dennis Hoff. That a publicist from the Kardashian and said, slash Jenner... Slash Jenner Camp is giving the reason report. So he didn't say anything to his daughter first. He didn't say anything to his baby mother first. The first person or his he son. says. Or his son. The first person it was reported. Hey, babe. May be true. It might be true. But I'm just letting you know that that was a reported articulation. You know, like you play telephone. Like right. I whisper something in your ear. No, Bruno. Right. And then you whisper it into somebody else's ear. No, Bruno. And then you right, do right. it to a telephone. Right. It's going to change. But didn't they shit on him last uh, two weeks ago? Who? Where, uh, what's her, Chloe, where he tried to talk to her and, he, and, and, and she called the bodyguards on him? 
It, that's what it. That's what it was on TMZ. We saw that. I saw that. Those with my fucks. Eyes. And then and then and then and then Lamar. This is I think maybe two months ago or, or maybe six weeks ago. Then Lamar was flipping on the TMZ dude, saying it was heartbreaking to hear it. And that's when we talked about it. We were saying Lamar, go to China. Yeah. Fuck these chicks. Get the fuck out of here. Get in shape. You're 35. Go play for five more years in China. You don't need this shit over here. Get a statue out there, man. Fuck that. You'll be so well loved and shit, and, and you you'll find you need you'll find the love within yourself. Play a few few more years, get in shape. We wish you the best of fucking luck. I'm so glad this guy's all right. Whoa. So yeah, but so yeah, so then he was screaming on the TMZ people. Look it up. Look at TMZ and Lamar Odom and Lamar, right. but like his last thing with TMZ, he was about to cry. Yeah. He was about to cry. Those guys are vultures, man. And obviously, he has to take... I'm not taking responsibility off him. This guy, the first thing he's got to take he responsibility... He's got to get off that crack, man. Huh? Get off that dope. <laughs> take that shit serious, motherfucker. You, you almost died. Oh, yeah. Now he's got to take it serious. Right? Take that shit serious. Get off that crack. Fuck these broads. Fuck everybody. You have to go get off that crack, yo. Yes. Because if you don't, you're going to be back in that situation because these bras ain't fucking with you. Right? And Seacrest, use a sleaze ball, B. Who? Seacrest. <laughs> he's the one that, he's like the P.T. Barnum of this shit. Who? He's Ryan the one that, that, Yeah. That's yo. He's the one that, 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 that sets everything up. Like G- all the conflict. G. Moody is fucking, you're killing he, it. He sets all the conflict up for ratings and television. So he exacerbates your struggle, which plummets your ass deeper. Ryan Seacrest, we don't fuck with you. Seacrest, you want some sucker shit, man? Yo, I, I didn't know see that your was ass coming. at the hospital. Yo. You see this motherfucker at the hospital? Keep going, G. No, because they damn sure would have said it. Right, Seacrest. Look, he, he's concerned. No, this motherfucker don't give a fuck. Good no, point. he does care. Because this is drama. Right. He didn't die. Good. (laughs) Seacrest, yo, when I come out there, man. (laughs) Yo, rap. Oh, shit. Rappaport, when I come out there. You want to go see him? I want to see you. Where where he be at, man? I don't know. (laughs) That's all I got to say about him, man. That's good shit. Man. Ah, it's the Iron Rapport podcast. Yo, we're going all, all day. We're just rocking right here. We're just rocking right here. G Moody has yet to get a fucking physical. I'm, I'm, I'm looking no, at you and you said, you said. I said the physical, but it hasn't been set up. I can't fucking bring you to the doctor. You got to fucking work with me here. Yo. Your brother, Dean, and, 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 our, and our guy, friend of the fucking, friend of the show and friend in real life, Patrick, he said they could hook you up with a doctor. Do I got to fucking bring the guy to st- the stethoscope, stethoscope to you? Yo, Patrick, man, tell. Why, do you, why are you doing it on now? We I gotta, try I to got, kick it to him. I try to kick it to gonna him. We're going to call the fucking doctor. And, and man, you have to go, you're going to go to the doctor's office because I want them to fucking do everything to you. Yeah. Full checkup. Yo. I want him to look at your fucking toenails. G. Monetti's toenails, they look like shit. Nah, you crazy. My man cuts his fucking toes with the same knife that he fucking he'll he'll scrape some fucking plaster off the wall with at the at the at the construction project. Nah, is that not true? No, you a lying motherfucker, man. Yo, what else, man? The Iron Rapport podcast. They fuck. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What? What? 
Wait. They fucking tasered. <laughs> this is the cops. They tasered. You know, I was going to do a drop. Wait, after the after black. Go ahead. <laughs> they they tasered an autistic guy in in the Bronx because the cops came to him and they they mistakenly thought that he was being un, you know not cooperating because he couldn't talk. So they tasered him like he has autism. Recently? Yeah. And I'm saying they, they fucked my whole shit up because that's the shit I use when they pull me over. <laughs> Why? You, I, I act like I'm an autistic motherfucker. <laughs> License and registration. <laughs> and you start rocking back and forth. You do that? Yeah. I did that one time. Get the fuck I out of here. I said, he said, license and registration. <laughs> Yo, no disrespect to autism. But as a black person, you got to have strategy. Yo. You got to have strategy to deal with these motherfuckers. <laughs> shit. You come up with shit. Yo. To save your shit. G. Moody, you're on the foot. Yo, this is the fucking, this is an MVP fucking broadcast from G. Moody. G, G. Moody's on that fucking Richard Pro- See, G. Moody, you should be a stand-up comedian. Oh, man, I'm too shy, bro. See, I can't he get up to, there. This dude could be on that fucking Dave Chappelle show. You're like, what do you... I know he could do it. <laughs> I know... And I'm not just talking no fucking street corner right. shit. I know he can do it. He's been saying funny shit like this for my, our whole yeah. life. Wow. What you got, bro? <sighs> do your drops, man. I got to take a squirt. You're not going to fucking do the drop for me? You're sleeping on the fucking bed. You're sleeping on a Casper yeah, mattress. Yeah, I gotta. I can't. I can't leave Casper. How could we not fuck? How could you not do your drop for Casper mattress? Yeah, I gotta do that. The I Am Rappaport podcast is sponsored by Casper mattresses. Go to Casper.com. You save fifty dollars off your purchase of an already cheap, comfortable mattress. Comfort. G. Moody, how are you enjoying your Casper mattress? I can't get enough, man. You love it. I can't get enough of it. I, I've never... I, I didn't know a mattress meant... You saw me, motherfucker. I slept in a tub. <laughs> that's that's real shit. G. Moody, during the summertime... 87, <laughs> 85, some shit like that. I had a mosquito problem in my fucking house, man. And I couldn't kill all the motherfuckers, right? And they were buzzing around my ear, driving me nuts. So I went into the bathroom and I slept in the tub. So of course my Casper. Yo, your Casper, I love my Casper mattress. Go to Casper.com. Yes. C-A-S-P-E-R. Check out the website. Use the promo code Rappaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Word. Let's talk about Raven Simone and her dumb ass. Yo. You want to start on her ass? Or you want me One to thing. You, you fucking put the icing on the cake with this shit. She said, Raven Simone, who her name is Raven Simone. Right. First of all, your name's Raven Simone. Right. And she said, And your name is Raven Simone. <laughs> and she says, I'm from every continent in Africa and every continent in Europe. Let everyone marinate on that, that fucking statement. Break it down, Jimmy. I'm from every continent in Africa and every continent in Europe. We're not going to go too much because this is a dumb motherfucker, man. And, and, and I'm not going to give you the energy. You're dumb. 
<laughs> Why? Explain what you mean. Africa is one continent. You dumb fuck you. See, cute, right? You on TV. When you got you're... your fucking, you got your crusty clown hair. Her oh. hair is red, right? Oh, yeah. You know I'm mildly colorblind people. She got that crusty clown yeah, yeah, shit, right? Yeah, that bozo shit. You got bozo the clown hairdo. All that cosmic Your name shit. is Raven Simone. And the reason why I keep saying that oh, is... Oh, she's talking about black names. Oh, yes. You up... You up there trying to front. Stop front. Yo, you look... Yo, I'm going to tell you. I, I'm not going to insult her looks because it's not about her looks. Right. It's about something that comes out of her spirit that I don't like. I'm not to say this is a devil or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not saying anything crazy like that. But there's something about the, the, the Raven Simone. Maybe it's a character. It could right. be a character on the TV show. But you are playing yourself. So there has to be, a, like, when I go up there and I'm talking my shit as Michael Rappaport, I'm responsible for myself, whether I'm on a talk show or whatever. Right. There's something about Raven Simone that comes off not nice. Mean spirited. Mean spirited. Yep. And you said that bullshit about... About us. You're talking about us. You're talking about your own people. You up there dissing your own people. So what their names are? Shaniqua, Tarnasia, and this. Your and name that. is Raven Simone. Right. So what? And yo, and, and you, you know, the, the, like if you look up Raven Simone, she had her hair. Like, you talk about the, those are ghetto names. Those are essentially ghetto hairdo. No disrespect, but they would be considered... That whole term, ghetto. Right, right. That shit is whack yeah. anyway. But she's saying these ghetto-ass names. Right, right, you see? But you have your shit all crazy. with That's that's from the hood. No, that's some other shit. That's spike shit and all that No, bullshit. no, no, oh. but I'm saying like when the old pictures with her shit in braids. Yeah. That's black culture. Right. And then you're up there talking see? that bullshit. See? Self-hate up on TV. Why not say nothing? You don't like those names. What you want? The motherfuckers to be named Jane and... Your and name is Raven Simone. Your, your shit is Raven, and that's fine, too. Yo, a name is a name. Break it down to why. Your name isn't fucking Amy or Jennifer. Like, you, you should be celebrating that shit. To try and be different. You, you, you don't understand. They're going to let you go off that show anyway. Just, just how they do. It's not like that show is the end-all, be-all. You're up there talking all that shit. To try to appease these motherfuckers and make a name for yourself. And then they're going to be the ones who let you go. That's a revolving door over yep, there. The, yep. What is it, The View? Yeah. She looked like, she's like under 30. She looks like a woman who's struggling through menopause. <laughs> Raven Simone looks like a woman, and I no disrespect to menopause. It's, 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 that's, that's all, I'm, I'm saying she looks like a woman who's struggling through menopause, and I don't think she's 30. That this says something about like about like what she comes off. And, she looks like she got like her back hurts or something, and, or and, she got like a fucked up like she got like a like a nail infection in her foot. And think about the name that they uh, they was focused. There's nobody named Watermelon Dreer, whatever that shit was. That's just some some sambo shit that they doing on TV. Nobody names their kid that. I've never heard that. Watermelon Dreer. And even if they are, your name is Raven Simone. You got crusty the clown hair. What the fuck is you talking about? You look crazy. And you trying to diss people? All that Cosby show. All that shit breaking up. All that shit. I never was looked at these motherfuckers. That's a show. It's a TV show. These motherfuckers Just right. They played those characters. Right. Look at fucking my man Todd Bridges. People say, oh my, oh, these were. Motherfucker, you crazy. If you believe that what you see of a TV show. Right. You're crazy. (laughs) 
oh, I, how could the sweater do? Motherfucker, you don't know him. Talking about Bill. Oh, my, the black family. Where I come from. Right. The only doctors you motherfucking seen was the EMS motherfuckers. <laughs> so that really is fake. So for me to see that shit crumble, I don't know none of them. Mm. That's real shit. Right? I don't know none of those people. So it's not surprising, motherfuckers. Of course. Right. You, some people, look at that as being us. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. <laughs> you don't think that, but people think he, Bill Cosby, pushed and pushed and pushed to get that image out there. And then it's really even more fucked up if these allegations are true because it's the same guy that was doing the wildest shit. And then, and then later on started shitting on the same people that he made the fucking image for. Like that Cosby shit, like he said, this is to show this image. And then, but then you're shitting on the same, you're same people. But, but the way the universe works, you get it in the end. You or, see? Or you get it in the ass. <laughs> you get it in the end. You get it in the end. Or you get it in the ass. That's right. So your but legacy getting it destroyed. In the end is getting it in the ass. <laughs> it's one of one in the same. Legacy destroyed. You might as well not even been acting. Damn. And now they go back to your bits in the record and they hear you talking about putting Spanish fly. Talking greasy. In 69. You was. Oh, yeah, I was fantasizing about putting Spanish fly. He was talking greasy. Talking greasy. And now your whole shit is over. All your doctorates. Give me that shit back. (laughs) All the murals in Philadelphia, scrubbing them. (laughs) So. Did they scrub his mural? Yeah, in Philadelphia. Damn. I didn't. Did they really? Yes. So. It's like you never acted. It's Damn. like you never did comedy. Damn. And then, now what's next? Death is next. Damn, G. Moody. You're fucking... This is MVP. This is like your Russell, your Russell Westbrook fucking game. Yeah. This is like when you're like, you know, fuck you, nah, Mike Mo- Rap. Moses Malone. Mm. With, with Akeem. Yes. That shit. American Giant sponsors the I Am Rappaport podcast. Go to American-Giant.com. Check it out. T-shirts, sweatshirts, American-made, American-manufactured. The slogan for American Giant that we created is American Giant Clothing. Champion. Can't fuck with this shit, yo. So the Mets beat the fucking shit out of the Cubs. All right, this is this is baseball. We we don't really talk about baseball, but those poor fucking Chicago Cubs fans, they haven't won a fucking anything, in 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 in, in, in and I don't even know when. And I say, so what? Hey, fuck them. You can't win the championship when you want to win it. Yeah, you don't win it. You don't win it. You now you got another curse. Yeah, Bartman. You got to fulfill that one. So you got another hundred years. Of I think shit. I think that the curse of the Bartman is going to come back to bite Chicago Cubs fans in the ass. The way they treated Bartman when he fucked that up back then, he's just an innocent, frumpy guy at the game with his Walkman on. You you know, he made the mistake. He touched the ball, and then then all of a sudden, you guys can't win a game. That's not his fault. The gentleman's sport. 
Spit the fans are spitting on the guy. He had to leave. He's in hiding ever since. He's yeah. like somewhere in Florida or something like that. For a game. I think that they need they need to make reparations with Bartman. Yeah. Yeah. Before you even consider winning it. And also, the Chicago Cubs have this coach who's wearing some Elvis Costello porn or glasses. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to... I know this guy. What is his name? Madden? Joe Madden? Yeah. John Madden? Joe, Joe Madden. Joe Madden, the coach of the, the Chicago Cubs. We don't know anything about baseball. We don't fact check. We don't proclaim to know anything about baseball. But it's baseball time. The coach of, uh, of, 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 of the Chicago Cubs, before they got their ass beat, he's out there with Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> you look like a, a fucking asshole. You're yeah. supposed to be leading men. Yeah, magnifying glasses. Yeah, you're out there with, with, with some... <laughs> Some Coke bottle shit. You look like Mr. Asshole. Yeah. Word. Take the glasses off. Yeah. They make contacts now. My man, I don't know if you know that, but they, they do make contacts. Yeah, you look like, you look crazy out you, there. You look nuts. I've never seen a manager with Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, he looks and like you're supposed got, to trust him? Yeah, he, he looks like a <laughs> Halloween costume. His shit looks like, like the Coke bottle glasses, but then they magnify the eyeballs. Yeah. He looks sick. Yo, that's why I think also, I, I don't think you, your players are, are listening to you. You can't even, yeah, you can't see his fucking eyes. Yeah, I, how am I supposed to fucking, <laughs> you know, respect my coach when he's saying do, you know, a squeeze bunt? I, 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 I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Are you serious? Are you not serious? <laughs> your eyes are bugging out at me? Were MC Ricky P. <laughs> Slick Rick. This is uh, Ricky P, y'all. Ricky, Ricky P, y'all. Yes. That's an old uh, Slick Rick lyric when he was just Ricky D. Ricky D, oh, Ricky, Ricky D, oh, Ricky D, oh, Ricky, Ricky D. Remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. But it's Ricky P. Rick Patino. The fucking, the, the, the snake, the snake oil salesman. Yeah. The, the coach from Louisville, allegedly. He, he's not going to make it through the season, I don't think. Right you before basketball know. season starts. It's come out that boosters were taking the young recruits that were coming to Louisville to get their freak on. Mm. 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids were getting going into the, to, not the brothel where my man Lamar was at, some other shit. And the kids have confirmed. Many kids have confirmed. And then I, the prostitute came on ESPN inside the line. She said, I have no reason to lie. I have no, I don't, there's no benefit for me to lie. Right. She had an ill wig on, and I'm pretty sure she had, um, she had some, uh, uh, some green contacts in her eyes. She, oh. Remember Donnie Simpson from, from, yeah. uh, from BET? BET? Yeah. He was cold. He had them, them green eyes. She had the, the Donnie Simpson. Uh, oh, see, she said she knew she was going on TV. She couldn't be in her full blackness. Her shits were like green or brown. I don't know. I'm yeah. colorblind. Yeah. Not only is this the I Am Rapport podcast where, where we don't fact check, uh, one of us uh, uh, steering the steering wheel is colorblind. So we, we got a lot of fucking strikes against us. But Rick Pitino, he's a wild cowboy. You cannot say you didn't know that this was going on. You, you knew it was going on. Yeah, come on. I, I told the story about when I was in a... Uh, and in one of these places, when I was with a, a high-level high school basketball... Skeetologist you were... <laughs> I was 16. Wow. They took me, and, he, and they were trying to get him. They didn't give a fuck about me, but right. he dragged me along. I will not name names. Right. And we went to the, to the spot. Mm. I didn't know... Wh- I, I had only been with one woman at the time. 
Man. You know, and, and, and they were trying to get him to go to, I'm not going to name the college, but this is factual. Uh, this goes on. Yeah. And, and if you're like a, a, a young basketball player, this goes on. And, and it was going on at Louisville. And, and Rick Pitino, he was accused and wasn't it confirmed that he was freaking off. In 2009. In an Applebee's. And not only was he freaking off, he was butt ass. But he didn't even just like pull his shit down. He went. He took all his shit off in an Applebee's. And uh, you gotta be wild to do that. Like, yo, yo I don't give a fuck. I, I I always say, rarely do you catch me fully butt ass for a prolonged period of time. Right. Because I always feel like, what if something happens? Right. Like, what do you mean you're in the safety of your own home? You never know. That's when you never know if some shit yeah. can happen. And you don't want to have to, if something happens on top of it, you have to run in the street butt ass with no shoes, no <laughs> flip flops, butt ass. That's right. Yeah. Running down fucking First Avenue with nothing on because a, a, a water pipe broke. And they, they needed you out immediately. I don't know. So I always try to keep on at least some boxer shorts or some basketball shorts uh, or something. Because like a Warren Sapp. Yeah, he, he was caught butt ass in the hallway. In the hallway, you didn't need to be butt ass. Keep got, a t shirt. Gotta have on. your basketball shorts so, or or a t shirt. Something. I always have the shorts. Something you can't be butt ass for. You for, shower or whatever, but like, yo, you can't be butt ass. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. So nah. the head coach was butt ass. The, the head coach was butt ass in Applebee's, right. freaking off. He was married, and and they always talk about Rick Patino. Uh, it's such a. Oh my God, he's such a humanity with the kids. He's so. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, G Moody's uh, Dick Vitale impression. That's a really good impression of Dick. Oh, he, he, Do it again. He, on, he goes, Oh, you know Rick Patino. Oh, you know Coach Rick Patino. And then he brings it down. And he's a great. He's a great. He's great with these kids. He's teaching them the game. He's he's allowing them to freak off. He's a he's taking them to whorehouses. It almost sounds like Aiello, but Aiello and Dick Vitale have a similar cadence. I have to get the, 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 the Dick Vitale. Chris Bouchard uh, 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 wanted to chime in on it. Sources have told me that Coach Rick Patino has taken numerous players to whorehouses to freak off in Louisville. Sources have also told me that these young men would come back on their own accord to freak off. <sighs> I don't know what to say. Yo, the fantasy business is in trouble, man. FBI on these. FBI is on that shit. I don't know. I need my fantasy football. But but see the, see one thing. Just so you know, the fantasy football that I play uh, is a fantasy football league. It's a yearly thing. It's the daily fantasy sports. DraftKings, right? Yeah. Uh, FanDuel, and all those are the ones that are getting harassed. Because I, I, I love DraftKings. The thing that I love about DraftKings is that you don't have to play all season. Yep. You know, it, like my, my, my Stern Show League is, is 16 weeks. I got to wait and then I get paid. You go to DraftKings and start playing one week fantasy football games now and you seriously, you still have a chance to win millions of dollars every fucking time you play one week fantasy football at DraftKings.com. Yes. Yeah. What else you got, bro? Oh, man, I got all kind of shit, G. Moody. I love this episode. This is a no-cut I Am Rapport. This is like a li- this is like a live thing. We want people to start emailing us. Email us at IamRapport.com. We want to interact with the fans. More. 
Ask us to ask questions. Specifically, go to I Am Rappaport Podcast on Twitter. Email the questions you want or email me or, or, or tweet the questions you want on Twitter. G Monetti's on there. What's your, what's your Twitter handle? Gerald Moody, 1560. Gerald Moody, 1560. 1560 comes from where? Brownsville. My address, 1560 was. East New York Avenue. And if you want to kill him, go out there because he doesn't live there anymore, you right. fuck. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, that, well, you're going to tell people where he lives. He doesn't live there anymore. I don't anymore. live there, B. You fuck. If you're looking for G Monetti, you go out there. You say his name, somebody might, you might have a problem though, because Word. he's royalty out in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Shout out to Brownsville. Yes. Shout out to Brownsville. Looking to do a, a documentary. It's another hope and dream. I, I'm saying these things public, so hopefully the public will put pressure on me to do them. A documentary on Brownsville. Word. Hometown. Place of birth for Mike Tyson. World be free. Pearl Washington. Sean Price. Yes. Jimmy Smith. Lyle Alzado. Willie Randolph. My man Steele from Smith & Wesson. <laughs> no doubt. MOP. MOP. Master mm. Ace. Master Ace. Sean Price. Otis Wilson. A lot of great. Chicago Bears. People. A lot of tough people, a lot of, lot of tragedy, a lot of heartbreak, a yep. lot of fucking devastation in Brownsville, Brooklyn. We're going to do something on, on, on Brownsville at some point. We have to do something. The BRC, Jocko, big part of, of, of my upbringing Riddick. was spending time with G. Monetti in Brownsville, yep. in Brooklyn, in the 80s. 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87. When it was hell. When it was hell. <laughs> Yo, all that shit you hear in the rap songs of the '80s, it was that's what the the, the 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 that shit, that's what was going on out in Brownsville, as it was going on in numerous, numerous, numerous Yo. other places. But to go out there as a fucking Jew prick in '82, never having been to this neighborhood, yeah, growing up on the east side of Manhattan, two different worlds. Yo, that was good. That was two different. Two different we words. saw some wild shit. Like G Monetti was exposed to some shit, and yep. I was exposed to some shit. And yep. it was a blessing. Hell and yeah. we're bringing all those years of experience, 20, 33 years yeah. of experience to the I Am Rapport podcast. And a lot of motherfuckers saying they hip hop, this and that. Were, are, were you really? Yeah. Did you, did you? To bring us to the beginning of the show, I'll frame it. We're fans and disappointed that Dave Rothenberg and Ruko, Ruko and Rothenberg aren't on ESPN. And, and one of the, the shifts, and the guys on there that, that replaced them are good. I fuck with Michael K. He's a legend. Alan Hahn and those guys. But one of the guys who you may or may not be familiar with who worked at Hot 97, I think he's still on he's there. still there. Peter Rosenberg. He said something on the radio that ticked G. Moody off. He said something... On 98.7, because now he's doing, uh, he's doing uh, sports stuff on uh, 98.7 with Michael K. I haven't heard him, G. Monetti. Yeah, I've heard him. Uh, and and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, he said something on there that, that ticked G. Monetti off and set him off on, onto a tangent, which was what, G. Monetti? Since Michael K. and uh, the great Don LaGreca, they do sports. He, They're like 55, 56, 6-year-old. No, Don LaGreca's 47. Michael K is 54, I think. Oh, fuck. So they do sports. They don't know about hip-hop. He's into, uh, they into other shit. Bruce Springsteen and yeah, shit. Yeah, rock and metal and shit like that. 
this motherfucker said, all right, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm here with you guys, and you guys know all the sports, and I know all hip-hop. And I know hip-hop. And I stopped in my tracks. And why did you stop in your tracks when you heard I said, little this, little, Rosenberg. this little arrogant fuck can say he knows all hip-hop. Really, yo? Were? Spoonie G? You ain't even from New York. You're not from New York. Rappaport, I could say, knows hip-hop. Rap, you? I would never say I know everything about hip-hop. Right. But you could vouch because you coming around my block. You in Harlem. Seeing 82, 83. You're in the rooftop. In the, the rooftop. fucking Union Square. And you never say nothing like that. And you were there. Search. MC Search could say that. He He's would never ne- say I know everything but about hip-hop. But he's never said that. Prime Minister Pete Knights. It's not about race. That's why you're saying search. Right. It's not about race. It's, it's the fact that these people were actually there. And participated in, in it. In the shit and seen it with their own eyes. And like you said to me, I'm a fan of movies. I've been watching movies my entire life. I did a, you did a fucking play. You did a play in the fifth grade. Right, right. I'm not a... But you can never say, I know everything about acting. Nor would Marlon Brando say he ever knows, knows everything about acting because it's an ever-changing, ever-growing puzzle. So I see why that bullshit sets you off. Yeah. Money. Yo, I never seen you at no jams back in the days. Word. And if you've never done it, you can't say, that's one thing. It's like, that's why I think sometimes fighters, they would get mad at Larry Merchant because they're like, yo, you cover this shit and you're a fan of this shit, but you've never been... Punched yo, in your face, and been been scared in the tenth round <laughs> right. of a championship fight. Like, yo, am I gonna? What's going on? Been been fucking knocked down and said, yo, I'm gonna get up and fight. You've never done that, and that's why some of those fighters are like, they're like, yo, Larry Merchant, man, shut the fuck up. No disrespect to Larry Merchant. I'm saying they've said that. Yeah, he speaks with that arrogance, right. like he got hit in his face, and and right. Because let me tell you something. I boxed one time. I got hit in my face one time boxing. That was enough. <laughs> Once. Yes. One, t- one punch was enough. I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. This is not for me. <laughs> you walked out of the ring. That's it. I sat down. When I was training for Mighty Aphrodite right. in Wild Card Gym with Freddie Roach, he was right there. I was sparring with a guy who was way better than me. The reason why I was sparring with a guy that was way better than me, no, because it's safe. He's not going to hurt me. But I was hitting him, and not hurting him, right. and, 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 and he hit me, boom, right in my face. And I fucking sat down in the <laughs> ring. And they were like, get up. I was like, I'm, I'm good. He didn't knock me down. Oh, I just I had enough. Right. So, one time. Damn. And not even hard. Just to like, you know. Pepper you. Just to like let me know what it was feeling. Because yeah. I was quote unquote training to, 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 for, the, for, for Mighty Aphrodite, which I didn't even put on a pair of boxing gloves for. That was, a seg- that was almost like. We, we covered two things, and we did uh, G. Moody uh, acting school. Like, I, 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 I addressed the movie, Mighty Aphrodite, with Gr- Woody Allen, Mira Servino. That's, my, that's my, my coffee cup here. Mira Servino, who won an Oscar for that film. It was my first time working with Woody Allen. I was so fucking excited. Amped. So amped. And I wasn't even, to be honest, a huge Woody Allen fan as I am now. Right. After that. 
I mean, I was a fan, but during that filming of Mighty Aphrodite in New York City in the fall, every night I would go to the video store and get VHS tapes of his, of his movies and rewatch them and watch ones I hadn't seen. And I was like, damn. He is that dude. Woody Allen is that dude. He's that dude. There's some people that are that dude. He's prolific. Yeah. I was listening to this thing Howard Stern was saying the other day on his show. He was talking about geniuses. And they were like, he was saying... You know how he's funny. He was saying yeah, he's a genius in radio. How he had a vision. He he and he changed it. And then they asked about certain like other people in other genres of of, of comedy and records and and music and broadcasters and this. And was he he was saying whether they were geniuses or not. Like they were they did a heavy thing in the comedy. And like he said, uh, Steve Martin wasn't a genius. Uh, John Belushi wasn't a genius. Not to say that he wasn't good, but I think he was. What he was trying to say is like he was. He was only given the genius quality, uh, the genius stamp of approval to people that had changed the genre. Yeah. So I, I like first like he was like, damn, Steve Martin's not a genius. Damn, uh, Dave Chappelle not a genius. Yeah. Damn, like he was even on the fence. Like Chris Rock not a genius. I think he gave Eddie Murphy the genius thing. Um. It, it, you know, and then they were talking about music, like, you know, like musicians. It, it, was, it, it was an interesting thing that they did on the, uh, on the Stern Show, like his opinion on it. Like, James Brown is a genius. Of course. Because he, he took it and he changed the whole thing. So, wh why did we get on this? The fuck did we get on? I don't know, man. Just keep going. Fuck. I don't know. Oh, Woody, oh, the reason why I brought it up is because Woody Allen, he, they said Woody Allen, he said not a genius. And I was like, Damn. Wow. I was like, damn, that's like, and he said like, yo, he's great. His movies are great. But, but I think Woody Allen is a genius. The reason why I would say, I think, cause I think he did create a genre. Like he created, he brought cinema to the Upper East Side Jews in the seventies before Woody Allen. Like there were other, there were other actors. There was, um, the fuck is his name? Oh man, this is going to, oh man. Who the fuck? Not is Gilbert. It? it was fuck, man. This is gonna drive me nuts. Oh. Non-fact checking podcast. This proves that we don't fact check. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But anyway, so that actor who I'm gonna get before he was the biggest star in the world. But but Woody Allen to like Woody Allen <clears throat> like small nebbishy Jew character with the glasses. You know, um, um, self, um, self, um, you know, sort of making fun of himself, um, sh you know, Jewish humor. Right. Like he was one of the first people to bring that. And he certainly was the first pe per person to bring it to, to major motion pictures. Yeah. As an as a actor. Oh, and James Brolin? No, not James Brolin, man. E Elliot Gould? Elliot Gould. Yeah. Elliot Gould. He had that Jew, but he was a fucking movie star. Yo, Elliot Gould at one point. You look at him now, and yo, no disrespect, but Elliot Gould looks like shit. Damn. He needs to get on a vegetable cleanse. Elliot Gould, I fuck with you. I'm a big fan of yours, and, 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 and I've been a fan of yours for a long he's time. He's a Brooklyn motherfucker. Yo, he's a Brooklyn Jew, Yeah, but he needs to get on some kind of vegetable cleanse because he looks bloated as fuck. Oh, shit. And he's going to age, and it's going to happen. But that's what's he, that, that, that's the kind, like, it's like, of course Elliot, Jules blo Elliot Gould's bloated. He's Elliot Gould. Yeah. You know, he has that sort of, you know. I like E. He per, that personifies the, 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 the New York Jew. Word. Yo, we're signing off. No mas. Try to tell me this isn't a hip-hop podcast. You can kiss my fucking ass. The next time you do your top tens, you, you we want to just be in the consideration. To be what about what? Dean Collins is down with us. 
Danny Aiello is down, down with us. us. <laughs> Mr. Morris is down, down with us. <laughs> Miles Davis is down, down with us. Jordan Winter is down, down with us. Maceo and Julian are down, down with us. Imani Moody is down, down with us. us. Kibi Dunn is down, down with us. us. <laughs> We're number one. One, one, one.